You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. Johnson. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Spartacus After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's After Buzz TV's Spartacus After Show. Woo! We always have to start off with the cheer because we are so excited every Friday to bring you Spartacus. And this time we are unfortunately coming to an end. It is a season finale, Spartacus Vengeance, season two, episode 10, Wrath of the Gods. And I think that it should be Vengeance Paid in Full. It should be the title, but that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) I am your host, Spicy Mottie, and I am joined with the amazing Sean Overman today, bringing you the After Buzz After Show for Spartacus Vengeance. That's right, Spicy. So, uh, man, I cannot believe the finale is finally here. And it was sure wrathful. There was a lot of vengeance going on. And let's bring it to the outline of what we're going to do on this show today. So we're going to talk about our relationships like we usually You're do. listening to the AfterBuzz TV. Uh-oh. Phil? That was just a little flavor of what's coming up. <laughs> Thank you, That's right. I just feel like we need another one just in just case. Just in case. Yeah, just that was that case. was awesome. I don't want that. I didn't want that to be the last one. <laughs> I know. Just in oh case our gosh. fans didn't hear it the first time. So uh, we're also going to be talking about one new character that we kind of got his name that uh Let's see, one of the German guys. And we will have a couple seconds, or maybe a brief just one second of silence. Moment in silence, yes. the characters that we lost. So we'll talk about them. <sighs> Everybody that we lost. I can't believe the it, fallen. man. Oh, the I Fallen. I can't take it. We're also going to talk about our favorite quotes of this uh, episode. We'll do a little commercial break. We'll have our shout-outs. Uh, to our fans on the Twitter sphere. Yes, we love you guys. On YouTube, Facebook, everybody following us and tweeting at us and commenting us. We'll also talk about news and gossip. We'll do a little bit of predictions for what we think is going to happen in season three. <laughs> and and then uh, we'll uh, wrap up the show. So excited that there is a season three. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I need I'm more. Glad. I can't believe it's over. It feels like it just started. I know. It's, it's seriously that it felt like it was such a short episode, didn't it? It did. It went by way too quick. It definitely did. And I, I uh, unlike you, wanted more blood and guts right from the jump. But we got to start off seeing Spartacus and uh, Mira. And that kind of, you said that there was like a sneak little tidbit that they gave us about what was going to happen to Mira this yeah, episode. It felt like there was some foreshadowing there when she mentions, I hope your next woman, you know, go, you know, like is, uh, is, is carrying or something like that. Yeah. I forgot what exactly it was. I didn't write that down as my quote. But uh, I had yeah. no idea that she was going to die. I, I honestly thought that she was just being a woman in that moment and kind of, you know, putting it out there that there's going to be somebody after her since she's not the chosen one for Spartacus. Yeah. But I did not expect that the Germans were going to take it upon themselves and, of course, not listen to Spartacus. I thought mm-hmm. they learned their lesson by now. 
Well, they just don't like listening to them. And who knows how long they've been up there. Maybe they just got desperate and they wanted to climb down the mountain and try to fend for themselves. Maybe they thought a small contingent, that clutch of them, would be able to get through. But it didn't seem like it. But none of them have, in any such, any episode, defeated any of the Romans on their own. And mm-hmm. whenever they do not follow Spartacus's command, there's always somebody lost. And this time it was the expense of... Mira's life. That's right. And this wasn't a mistake that Spartacus made, thankfully, but he went to correct their mistake and he paid for it. Rather, she paid for it. And I'm going to be missing Mira. Oh. Well, it, it, in, mm, that's kind of tough to say because the German who he confronted about it, who he started beating up because Mira got hit in the chest with a axe, yes. said that this is his fault. Like, you're the one who, who led us to our uh, death. Oh, yeah. yeah so he kind of, so it kind of, in a way, is Spartacus's fault. And he even took responsibility for it and said, you're right, and stopped beating the living crap out of him. That's a good point. See, good point there. Uh, but, you know, it's just, it's all about perspective, man. I, I, didn't hear, <laughs> I thought it was the Germans' fault because they're, they're the ones, like, I would, he if was I was being them, he, he was being honorable. He was, you know, again, he's like taking everybody's sins. And he's putting it upon himself. Well, no, I was saying that the German was being oh, honorary by not—he was. was being honorary by not listening to Spartacus. Oh yeah. But yeah. yes, Spartacus is, of course, the honorable one once again, as usual. Although he was a little misbehaved this episode, just a little bit. Yeah, like uh, there's a couple times that we'll talk about later on that I was surprised he approved people dying. Because he mm-hmm. usually doesn't do that. He usually is like, no, let them go free. But he didn't yeah. do that this episode. Uh-huh. And I know exactly who <laughs> we'll you're talking about. We'll get to about. that, though. <laughs> so Spartacus, he comes up with uh, the rebels. Uh, and um, uh, he's actually talking about, you know, doing a bold move. You know, like uh, Gannicus and him had a little bit of a conversation. And they were like, you know, you have to, your bold tactics are what's leading the people. So you got to do something. Right. So he thinks, to, he thinks, and he says this, and like, okay, we got, we got to get some vines. We got to rappel down the mountain. Crazy tactics. So they, they eventually, you know, get enough mines for, uh, vines for the men. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. But uh, on the other side, on the flip side of what's going on, we got Globber and Asher and, and their relationship, as usual. I with, spit on them. Yes. <laughs> the Roman and his loyal dog, Asher. Right. Supposedly loyal. <laughs> and he was. He was loyal to an extent, actually. Well, we know that Asher yeah. was, yeah. but but he still, as they would say, is a serpent. Yes, exactly. He is a serpent. He's a snake, venomous to the end. And Glaber wasn't so much... Well, he did set him up this episode. I feel like every yeah. episode, somebody gets set up, and mm-hmm. Glaber tested asher's faith and well his faithfulness to him this episode yeah big time power plays but he always does that to asher oh yeah of course and asher falls right for it he uses him he's he's a tool to be used that you know goes through the shadows is sleuthing around in the in the grass like a snake does well i love that he tested him and said and repeated his own words Mm -hmm. my will your hand you said it yourself yes and definitely made him prove it yeah, that's right. So, um, you know, he when Asher came back from the mountain, he indicated to Glauber that Spartacus is like this beast. Like when he saw him, he was like, there's this, mm-hmm. this beast that's behind that man's eyes. So it he was talking to him about that stuff. Later on, we see that bracelet that we'd been talking about the this last couple darn episodes. piece of jewelry that yes. keeps popping up. And it got Asher in trouble finally. Well, of course, leave it to Lucretia 
and Alithia to plot and scheme and try to turn Glaber against Asher because Asher has been being loyal and unfortunately he was getting lied on. But every single episode we see those two uh, putting, you know, getting somebody killed yeah. based on uh, you know, first it was Sepia and now mm-hmm. it's Asher. And I just I knew that when they were plotting that it was going to be something. I didn't know how they were going to get out of this one from Lucretia marrying Asher. I didn't know how they were going to play that, but. Alithia is a pretty smart cookie. Uh, yeah, I didn't know either, but I, I knew that it couldn't happen. There was no way that Asher could end up being the the head of the house. Because he's, number one, he's a slave. Right. Number two, he's the worst guy on the show. <laughs> he's the most dishonorable man. So he, I knew he had to die this season, and thankfully we got it. He, oh. got, his, he got his comeuppings here at the end. It's I'm sorry. I hate, 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 hate Asher. Yeah. But that's what makes his character so freaking good. Yes. Is that when an actor is able to actually create an emotion from us where we despise you, and I even said it, I was like, if I ever met him in person, I probably would have, you know, some awful words for him, even though it's just his character. Or just slap him. Yeah, I mean, because he has done so much harm. Mm-hmm. And so I finally feel like Navia this episode <laughs> where yeah. it's like, oh, I want to kill you. But uh, I am still sad to see him go. Yeah, I, I am too. And it was it was pretty amazing too because I, I I felt like there was a chance that he would actually live. Remember when uh, when uh, the bracelet comes out and then Glober accuses him? Right. He pulled his blade on Glober. That was a pretty ballsy move. That was an intense scene. Yeah. Because he was standing up to the man who he supposedly is honoring, mm-hmm. and like you said, is his dog. But for you to stand up to your master, you know, yeah. and and like as if you really were going to defeat him in the Romans. Yeah, and. Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, but did, yeah. I mean, did, were you surprised that they had his back at first? His, I was. His men? His, his men looked like they cared about him. And right before that scene came in, uh, Glober is, oh, excuse me, uh, Asher is actually talking with his men. And he's saying, he's about to say, swear your allegiance to me because you're going to be my new guys in the house of Asher. And then they get interrupted when Lucretia comes in and Alithia comes in. And that's where he got screwed over right then because they revealed what was in that bag. Remember that bag that the, that the girls had? So they... They actually uh, jumping back, you know, they for, turned to where we Glaber were. against him just in time, just in time. And then Glaber, you know, offers that thousand denarii. And clearly we see the loyalty his men have is overcome by money. No allegiance whatsoever. None at but all. But I thought that it was kind of cool that for a second he had a posse. Yeah, <laughs> I well, was yeah. like, oh, I, I see you, yeah, Asher. You're yeah. building your little troop. Yeah. And they are cold blooded killers. They oh. could actually be gladiators if they were trained properly. Yes, but they're all cold-blooded. They have no hearts. And that's why they were so easily swayed by Glauber's reward. Right, exactly. Yeah. And he knew that they that, that would that, that would probably entice them to, to cross over and fight for him instead, which was a very smart move on his part. Yeah. I'll just pay you. Be on my side. A part of me thought that uh, Asher was actually going to die in that scene. And yeah, I was like, so Wait, did I. It would be too soon, too soon, though. And it, it wouldn't have been as much of a payoff and, you know, until what we saw later on, which was great. You know, he got sent up the mountain by Glauber. And uh, and then Sparty, you know, he he takes expected action. You know, he he says that, you know what? Just well, do you think that, that Glauber was playing him when oh. he sent him up to the mountain? Oh, or yeah. do you think he really expected Glauber to come back? Um, oh, you mean Asher? I mean Asher. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I actually think that he he knew, and that's what he um, Glober actually said that later on. Oh, the you expected. Know, he took expected yeah. action, which was de- you know decapitating. But, so Asher. that means that there, he did think there was a chance, though. Like he expected yeah. that, but he yeah. kind of could have seen Asher return. Yeah, maybe there was a half expectation. But or, I didn't he, expect that. I expected Asher to return. He did return. 
He returned with his head free of his body. <laughs> well, I, I expected, yeah, I expected him to return in full, though. I did not think that when he went up there, because I've been saying Spartacus has been a little punk, kind mm-hmm. of, by letting Alithia live, which I don't think that he should have done as well. But I expected him to let Asher li- live because I felt like there was going to be something where he wanted, you know, Asher maybe to fight or duke it out in, in you know, combat. Mm-hmm. So I didn't expect him to say that it was okay when uh, Crixus suggested that they kill Asher. I did not expect that at all. Yeah, I, I actually, I don't know. I didn't know what to expect at that moment. But I'm actually happy that Spartacus went that route because Asher is not, he's not a woman. He's not Alithia. He's a man. He's a guy who he's had that relationship with. And he's known him in the past for being this really sly character and right. being someone who's hurt a lot of people in many different ways. Right. So that's why he thinks it's okay. Of course, he's a dark-sided individual. He's, you know, Spartacus is going to want to kill him. But so was, was Alithia. Why did he let Alithia live? Alithia's a woman and she's carrying that baby. She's got all kinds of things that would be bad She said it herself. Karma. She is a monster. Yeah, she is a <laughs> and monster. And Asher is a monster That's too. True. So unfortunately, we did lose a monster today. Yes, we But did. it was for good cause. It was. And what I was surprised about was when um, Crixus was going to, to fight him, Navia stepped in. Yeah, and that was a really interesting scene. I actually like that fight a lot. I've been asking for her to step up and step up, and we slowly but surely start to see her training by the god of the arena, Crixus. Mm-hmm. And now she was able to finally get her vengeance on. Yeah, that's right. And so, like, the way... Um Gosh, the way that the rebels approached him, too, when when Asher got up there and right before the fight with Navia, it was just like everybody despised him. And that's what made it so great. Everybody hated him and he was alone. Asher didn't have his men with him. He didn't even have a weapon to defend himself with. And he's all whining and crying. (laughs) About his wound on his arm, right? Yeah, because he got shot. And actually, that was the most sickly I've seen him. So he was at a little bit of a disadvantage. But at the same time, you know what? You know, he always bitches and complains. He does. And he, that's how he gets out of stuff. Remember when Animaeus and him were, had that little scuffle at the end of season one and Animaeus was about to, you know, kill him? He does. He begs right before. He begs all the time. And then, you know, we see them fight eventually. And that it was a great fight. Uh, I'm glad that Navia finally got, you know, got in in the zone and she was able to slice him up a little bit. And how did you feel when that was going on? Well, when she stopped Crixus, I was scared because I was like, please, I can't take it. If you take Mira away from me and Navia, I don't have enough of a relationship with Saxa to continue. And, and I'm yeah. so attached <laughs> to these ladies in the show. I, I, I mean, I really have relationships with them. We've mm-hmm. seen Mira's character grow from her becoming a slave to being stronger. And then we've seen Navia grow from falling in love to Crixus and, and training and then becoming a warrior herself. Yep. And so if they... We're going to let her fight when we know Asher's not the best gladiator, but he was a gladiator. That's right. And so I, I seriously thought that he was going to kill her. For I, that moment, I, I was really scared. Yeah, I did too. Because when we saw her swinging at first, you know, I remarked like, oh, she's actually, you know, she's doing something. But then Asher's like, he's a man. And he's you know, fighting he's with strong. one arm. Yeah, it's true. And he's and he's strong. I'm sure he's like three times as strong as she is because she's so tiny and petite. 
but she's you know she has been trained by Crixus, thankfully, and he was playing with her, and it well, just it and yeah, like, he wasn't even fighting her yeah. that hard. You notice that too. Mm-hmm, like it seemed like he was kind of toying with her a little bit, like ha ha ha, I'm yeah. you know gonna just play with you until it's time for you to die. And he kept playing with everybody else's emotions too, because he was saying so many derogatory like, oh comments gosh. and stuff about him being inside her before and him doing this to her and that. And now, did we know that he had been inside her? But do we, we know that they had slept together? Oh yeah, in season one they actually he was uh he was gifted her he was gifted navia by <gasps> i remember that That's oh right. my god yeah. i don't know if you guys at home remember that i completely had forgotten about that but when he, when he when asher had put that back out there and had said that i was like wait when did he sleep with her maybe in the mines but it wasn't it was season one yes that's right. So you know why I also was scared for her life was because some, one thing that we see oftentimes amongst Crixus and Navia is these long looks of love. They really look deep into each other's eyes, yeah, and yeah. I really believe their relationship. And even when they changed Navia's um, her the, the actress, mm-hmm. I felt like they, this character is connecting to Crixus as well. They've done a good job with casting because I believe both women are in love with Crixus. Same here. Um, but at the same time. We don't see those looks of love with Mir and Spartacus, you know, and Mm. so and I felt like the way that Spartacus handled Mir's death would be nothing in comparison to the way Crixus would handle Mira's. Because if you notice when Mira... You mean Crixus would handle... I mean, to um, Navia. Yes. Because when Crixus, when Crixus, um, when, when Navia, I mean, sorry, when Mira passed away, Spartacus did not shed one tear. Spartacus Mm -hmm. stayed very strong. Okay, let's continue with this battle. How dare you get my ex-girlfriend killed, but let's keep the party going. That's a good point. And she actually died really quickly. She did. She got hit by that axe and her, you know, her, she was we didn't so see bloody. one tear shed. And, and he carried her up the mountain. Who knows how long it actually takes to go up the mountain. Right. And he's like, oh, let's cauterize the wound. You know, let's save her. And her eyes are already closed by the time that happens. And everybody's just looking around like, crap, she's dead. But did you see his reactions, though? Like, imagine you mean lack of reaction. Yeah, exactly, lack of reaction. Yeah. Because he, the way that he reacted was just very. Un, it was removed to me, yeah, and I expected to it to be more dramatic for him because I thought maybe okay, well, this will be the moment that you realize you love her, but it wasn't. And so he handled it the way that a friend would handle it, or maybe a. Um, not a coworker, but what would you what would you call gladiator to gladiator? A brother. But what would it be for for Mira? Not uh, a like a brother sister relationship. I guess. Like that's how he handled it. He didn't handle yeah. it like this was somebody maybe, that he loved. Maybe it was kind of like the relationship, like where you know it's like a fresh new girlfriend, and it's it's like someone like oh if something happens to them, I can just remove myself really easily from the relationship. Well, I feel like that's what happened. Yeah, maybe that's and what it was. with Crixus and Navia. We see Crixus fall to the ground on his knees when he thought mm-hmm. that he had lost Navia. Why? Yeah. Like, it just was a completely different reaction. So I, so I, was, I feared for Crixus in that moment when she was fighting Asher. And I fear, feared for Navia and the season because there's no way that if she died, I could have taken it season three. Yeah, that's very true. And uh, in that fight, it was I thought it was well choreographed. I enjoyed it. It was. And I felt like she may have been killed, too. In some moments, like I feel right when he was behind her and he was just like whispering all those when he had her head pulled back. Yeah. And he was he was about to stab her and she just chopped his balls off. (laughs) Oh, that was the moment that I had been waiting for when she chopped him in the balls, as you said. (laughs) She put I mean, that's like that's a very private part for a man. And you pretty much took his masculinity the way that he took your womanhood. 
There was and no way it was, was, that was complete payback and vengeance. Oh, yeah. There was no way he was going to recover from that. As soon as she sliced and diced down south, he was gone. Oh, we knew. We knew. Okay, she yeah. was winning. And then you see Crix's face light up. Like, mm-hmm. yes, my yeah. woman is winning. There's a chance. That's right. Because he was scared and everybody was going to jump in. You see Animaeus holding himself back. You see Spartacus holding him, you know, getting held back because they all are like, we're going to jump in. We're not going to let you kill Navia. Mm-hmm. I could see that they all wanted a piece of it. But what I found also very interesting was in this moment of battle that there was still... 20 second pauses for Asher's speeches. Yeah. You know, you're in combat and then Asher gets to give a speech about the things that he's done to you. Yeah. And and she allows him time to speak on it so that everybody can hear what he has to say. But in real combat, I feel like only on Spartacus would that happen. Because in yeah. real combat, you're not going to let the person give an entire speech before it's your opportunity to kill them. Well, see, that's the way we hate Asher so much. And that's that's I'm sure that's what the writers did. They did that on purpose because they want us to hate him even more. Like right at that moment of death, we don't want they don't want us to feel any pity for him. If he's just going to keep spouting off all those foul and oh, terrible so things. Oh, so they moved us with their oh, words. Oh, yeah, yeah. They made it, And I thought it was disgusting the way he was still talking about that stuff. No remorse at all whatsoever. He was just great point. picking That's at everybody to the very end. And you know what? That's classic Asher. He stayed true to character. He did. I and- think that's an amazing point Sean. And, and i had you know I, I, earlier this week i had a sh- uh, like one of my uh, my tw- twitter followers she mentioned let's talk about asher some more hey, we're talking a lot about him right now <laughs> i know he's getting a lot of play time and, yeah. and, and and oh my gosh my head is down for him right now i know uh because i did not think that they would kill off the true antagonist on the show he was i out of everybody i hated i hated more than i hate glabber yeah, because we've, oh, we've he's been with us for so long he's mm-hmm. created so much torment but it's good that he died. He de- he finally deserved it. He got his comeuppings. And his head being taken back to Glabber. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And that Glabber was didn't care. No, he didn't. Not a friend at all. He knew it was going to happen. And that's why he sent him to test his loyalty. And you know what? He used him like a pawn. He did. Well deserved. Well deserved. But you know what? <laughs> I had a moment of peace at that when, when Asher was killed because I was happy for Lucretia. Yeah, so because she, she didn't have to be with him anymore. Excellent point. And I hated those rape scenes. I hated him taking constant advantage of her. As awful as she treated him, I know, because he was a slave. But at the same time, it's just awful to see that happen to a woman. I mean, when the shoe's on the other foot, it I don't know why it bothered me so much, because you would think that we're like, yes, vengeance back to Lucretia, but it wasn't. It was very painful for me to see that. So I was very excited that she didn't have to marry him. Yeah, absolutely right. And speaking of Lucretia, getting back to her, and uh, you know, that was an awesome battle scene up top, but now we're going to bring it back down to Elithia and down. Lucretia. <laughs> and they are down, because we don't like them very much either. So Elithia and Lucretia, they're, you know, they're still friendly. They're in that carriage, you know, going through the forest. It looks, you know, they're going back towards uh, the fort where Glober is, and you know it's friendly, but there's still something that's going on behind Lucretia's eyes. You know, always, some, always something, some kind of scheming, and we don't know exactly what it is because obviously, you know, if they revealed it to us, then it would be a pathetic fallacy, which is a Shakespearean term. <laughs> she is never to be trusted. <laughs> yeah. We already know that. So we know that she was promised to Asher. She revealed that to Alithia, and and that was good that she revealed it because yeah. I felt like that was part of her plotting too. She knew that somehow she could get. Uh, Alithia on her side to help her with that situation. She did. And now I feel like at this point when they're in the carriage, um, Alithia actually does care about Lucretia, but Lucretia's still scheming. 
That's what I feel is going on. You felt like it was genuine. Yeah, I felt like, well, I felt like Alithia was genuine, but not Lucretia. Right. Lucretia's had this whole thing planned from day one of being found there by Globber and by Alithia in the in the villa. So she, you know, she's clutching this bag. What's in the bag? You know, we don't get, you know, we don't see later on that it's, the, until later on, that it's that serpent bracelet. Right. And then that, that's where the, everything with Globber and Asher happens. And uh, now let's get to the scene, the, the really juicy scene where it all comes to the climax ah! with the baby so they're alone it's perfect plan no one is left in the villa well before that we see them on the balcony oh yeah though. that's right that's right so Let's the balcony scene was first mm-hmm. now this was when we thought okay now this is the opportunity mm-hmm. for alithia to push lucretia off this yes. is her golden moment i knew something was going to stop them though that it wasn't going to happen like that and and this was because globber you know, hinted to Alithia that he wanted her, the Oracle, to be sh- uh, shut up as well. Because she knew too much information. Yes. He felt like Alithia needed to kill her, once again, to prove her allegiance to Glabber. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I felt like, gosh, you don't really have to do that. I didn't think that it was necessary for Alithia to kill Lucretia. I felt like, you don't even love your husband, really. I mean, so and obviously you think this I is feel, a real friendship. I feel like she does love her husband, actually. You think they love each I other think again? Because they bonded with that whole monster moment. Like, <laughs> we're both monsters. Everything. Let's leave the it in the past. The passionate love and blood scene. Yeah, the bloody bath. Yeah. Yeah, that was a that was a, a, a awesome scene last yes. uh, episode. Mm-hmm. But I still didn't. I didn't think that they were going to be back true in love again. But I guess they are. And Alithia doesn't want to lose her rank in uh, Glabber's life. So I guess yeah. that, that would make sense for her to kill Lucretia. And they don't really have allegiance to each other. So I thought that that was going to be the moment, but then her water breaks. Yeah. And right right when she's about to push her off, her hands are up. And maybe maybe Lucretia saw that her hands are up. Yeah, I think, I think Lucretia she, would have saw that. I think she kind of noticed a little bit, but then the water breaks. And that was, that was it. She missed her opportunity to do something. Well, I was super excited when her water broke because I was like, yes, we get to see the baby. Yeah. So I was very excited about that. I was hoping that she wouldn't be pregnant until next season because we no. see her getting maybe like four months pregnant like every single episode. Yeah, she's yeah. like four months and then it goes to six and then it goes like eight. So she automatically. <laughs> oh, that's, oh <laughs> that's the newborn right there. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> so fast forward to her not having the opportunity in that moment to kill Alithia, I mean, Lucretia, because her water breaks, to her being on the bed mm-hmm. and Lucretia being by her side. Yeah. And now we see is her golden opportunity for Lucretia to get the baby. That's right. And she, and she starts silencing all the slaves, but we hear a little bit of peeps and squeaks, uh, you know, and screams here and there within the villa. And Lithia's like, what's that? What I thought I heard something. And here we have Lucretia come in, bloodied with that dagger in her hand. I was like, where is that blood coming from? I had no idea when she first walked in what she was doing. I wasn't sure if she had cut herself or... I like she know, did before. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know what exactly she was up to uh-huh. until I saw her kill the slave. Yeah. And, and she just went in on that slave. She did. And she stabbed. Oh, my gosh. It was like 15, 20 times she stabbed her. She stabbed her in the throat, too, just to make sure. No, just to make sure she wouldn't make any more noises right. and alert the other Roman guards. roughness. Yeah. But that was a perfect moment. Perfect plan. Well executed. You know, brought to fruition. And, you know, everybody's battling. And she and Alithia are alone. And Alithia is completely incapacitated because she's having the baby. She's in pain, you know, in like the, the pregnancy pains, right? She's about to give birth. Yeah, I was wondering if there was going to be a complication with the baby because she was saying that it feels like it was gnawing at her. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, well, if you feel like it's gnawing at you, maybe it's turned upside down. So I was going to, I was assuming that they were going to show Lucretia taking the baby out of Alithia. I thought we were going to get to see that. 
yeah, that would have been interesting, but you know, obviously she did take it out of her with the dagger. I she wanted probably to see it, though. I wanted to see open. the C-section. <laughs> oh my gosh, it was pretty. I wanted insane. to see her pull the baby out. They show us everything else on this show, yeah. So they probably did have that scene and they edited it out. Maybe, maybe it was like nice and gory, like the rest of Spartacus. Is. Yeah, that's it. I, I was hoping for a bloody baby scene. <laughs> and they're just like, oh, let's keep it under an hour. Let's like cut that scene. Out. We don't need that one in there. <laughs> so we see, we see now Lucretia with the baby in hand this newborn baby and she's at the cliff and Alithia is crawling towards her yeah so that that was a really powerful scene too and the music was going oh, you wasn't enjoyed that it, didn't music you? amazing i was like sean what kind of music it. is that it was, i mean it was like opera but you said it was like a theatrical, a theatrical too, yeah it's, seriously it felt like i was in the movies man i really it enjoyed did. it that's what i love about spartacus you know the music on the show the the way they film it like the slow motion uh, scenes you know like all this stuff it just makes it so great and this it felt so climactic because it kept going between alithia and lucretia yeah, i noticed that and then globber fighting spartacus and the whole the forest thing you know all that stuff and it was just the back and forth back and forth what's gonna happen what's gonna happen it was like two di- two separate fight scenes going on at the same time exactly two different struggles and and then we have her and I, I still was like wait is she gonna really go off the cliff with the baby or is she gonna stand there is she gonna finish alithia off and then we see what happens well i wasn't sure if alithia was gonna grab her in the nick of time yeah. i was hoping that somehow it w- she would be stopped but when we see her jump to her death <laughs> and mm-hmm. meet her husband in the afterlife with their child with their child uh who's actually Spartacus's who's actually Spartacus's child, child. <laughs> I was shocked because while we were watching the show I said to you I was like oh my gosh I hope Spartacus sees or rushes in in time to save his baby so next season we're probably going to see it revealed his reaction to the baby having been taken yeah. oh are you oh, going to predictions I, that early? was accident, a pre- <laughs> accidentally a prediction but I can foresee that yeah. I just cannot believe the second death, Lucretia. So she has fallen. Yeah, that that was that was very amazing. So yeah, it's like she has died two times now. Yes, very the interesting. The same exact like, exact same situation, like you had said the mm-hmm. first time, except for this time it was Alithia's baby who was cut out of her, That's whereas right. before on last season we see Lucretia's baby cut out of her. Mm-hmm. So only that baby didn't survive, right? But she says that this is a blessing or an offering from the gods that you were just a carrier of the child, and so when she jumps over, it's almost she had no remorse either. No, she didn't. She, she felt was, like Lithia was just a vessel. Yeah. And you know what? I actually feel like at the end, Lucretia, even even though all of her scheming was going on and she perfectly planned everything, she's still crazy. She's nutty. Oh, we see her go back into character of the nut she was when we first were reintroduced That's to right. her this season. That's right. She went back to that same person. So mm. in all actuality, she was crazy this entire time. She was just pretending to be sane. Wow. That's real craziness right Ooh, there. That was a really good observation. <laughs> High thank five you, across the table. High five Boom. across the table. <laughs> so, you know, we, we just talked about, you know, that scene going back and forth between the battle in the forest and the battle at the command post with Globber. And then we have Globber, you know, it, getting clobbered pretty much. In the forest, we have the whole, you know, fight scene. And he, he's saying, fall back, fall back. The first time we see the Romans say fall back. That was pretty insane. It was. And what I love was the the army's tactic against the Romans because they use the same exact, uh, what do you call it, catapult or? Yeah, they use the catapult. Yeah, the yeah. catapult um, mm-hmm. to fire off the same fire bombs that they had given to them when they were all contained. Now they're returning the favor. That's right. They and stole theirs. Yeah, absolutely. And a little bit before that, 
So we, you know, I alluded last time that something's going to happen. They're going to get outflanked in some way. Right. And this is because I read a little bit of the history, and this actually happened. Spartacus and the rebels they maneuvered down vines on the side of the freaking mountain to get behind the men. Wasn't that a crazy scene? We thought someone was going to hurt themselves and drop. Yeah, when Agron was going down, he was the least important guy, obviously. I thought Agron out of everybody was going to die. I thought he would have died too, and that was pretty interesting. How they all survived; those four men survived, which is you know it's fair. Now he called who by his side. Agron, Crixus, yes. and Ganicus. And, Ganicus. Right. and I was wondering why he didn't call Onimaeus, but you said the eye. The eye. Yeah, he can't see. He's he's more valuable protecting everybody else. That's upstairs. true. But I still yeah. felt like, come on now, you want Onimaeus mm-hmm. by your side? I yeah. mean, well, if he went down, he was for sure gonna die. But we we end up seeing we get you know that happens anyway. But uh, so we see more stealth tactical espionage action. Right, silent, yeah, but deadly. silent, ki- silent kills them going and slitting everybody's throat so that they don't you know they don't scream out the Romans don't raise the alarm and then they outflank them like you said with those catapults and the fires and Glauber notices he sends men down there he goes down there himself and the battle erupts in the forest which is a pretty awesome battle I enjoyed watching it. And uh, we see uh, the Egyptian, that big, strong guy. The Egyptian, oh my gosh. He He is, he's lethal. Very. I mean, it was really hard to take him down. I was surprised at how strong he was. Where did he learn his training and his fighting skills from? Because the gladiators need to take some of that, the, some of those lessons. Yeah, seriously. And we, we never get to really find out who he was. Yes, I would have loved for that to have been yeah. revealed. Yeah. But... Uh, Maybe they'll talk about it next season. I don't know. We'll see. Well, he's... No, because it's, no. it's a wrap for him, too. It's a wrap. It's a complete wrap. <laughs> but, so. but we see him stab Onimaeus in yeah. the chest. Yeah, and that just a complete abdomen shot, and he there's no way Onimaeus was going to I got I got a little that. emotional for that because I yeah. really, really do love Onimaeus. Yeah. I have respect for him. I love that he, throughout the entire, every season, has been his, the, the true, he has not changed one time. Yes. He has been a very respectable, commendable, I mean, he's just a warrior and at, at the, one of the best gladiators. I mean, he is their doctore. Mm-hmm. He was their teacher. And so for you to for you to lose your trainer, your master, you know, and I just was I was really, really sad about that. And someone else is going to have to. I did not expect for him to die. No. Uh, well, I, I kind of half expected it. You know, like last time I did the prediction. Like, oh, he's got the that, eye. He's got that messed up eye. That's like a practically mortal wound. He's 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 ruined, you know? He like, looked great, though, for having that wound. He did look it cool. He was stitched up very nicely. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he was did, healing very well. It did look awesome. But And if he continued to, you know, into the season, into the next season, then that would have been pretty awesome. That would have been a cool scar. But at the same time, you know, that's like, that is, it was foreshadowing that he was yeah. going to die. It, yeah. it was. And then we have, right after he gets stabbed and Impaled by the Egyptian, in comes Ganicus, an awesome Ganicus, you know, saving the day. I mean, he starts breaking out some wrestling moves. I thought it was like WWF going on because he was like, ah, he started Uh attacking me, Egyptian, and then we knew, oh, it's over for you, Egyptian. That's right. And and Ganicus too also had hit to pay his vengeance to the Egyptian for having killed what Onimaeus later on calls him his brother. Yes, that's right. And we finally got to see him make peace with Onimaeus. Yeah. And I was so much hoping for that because after he had slept with Onimaeus's wife, we never really knew if they were going to be brothers again or get back, you know, in good with each other. And so I'm happy that before he passed away, he was able to kind of bless Ganicus with that. Yeah, thank goodness for that. You know, we, we left on a good note right. with their, their with relationship. Peace. And uh, another good note I got to see, and it was pretty interesting, was that chop in the head <laughs> on the Egyptian. That guy, we've, we've had it in for this guy. We've wanted it to see him fall. He's been so tough. And he got chopped in the head by that in the brain. blade. It, yeah. it's seriously, brain part, particles of bone and everything spewing out. I love that. 
You know, that, you know, the blood and guts is like my favorite part. The sex oh, is some yeah. of your favorite part, but the blood and guts oh, is mine. I like the violence and the sex. Okay, so <laughs> we didn't, which we equally. didn't get any of this episode. And it totally made sense. I'm fine with not getting sex this episode. I knew there wouldn't be any because there, there has to be mm. so much dying this time. And it happened. Yeah, but it took a long time for the dying to come uh, for to start. Well, I mean, it did start with Mir, but I thought there was going to be more intense fighting from the jump of the scene. And so it would have been nice if maybe like we got to see Crixus and Navia get it on, you know, one time or something something up on the mountain actually i would have liked to see <laughs> i would have liked to see uh, mira and spartacus get oh it on one, one last, last time. time that would have been nice that would have been sweet and actually that would have been even more of an indicator that she was probably gonna die yes. because it's like oh they're making love again they're, they're getting over this fight that they've been having but whose face do we see and what flashes do we see when spartacus finally Oh, I'm going to okay. reveal it. I'm yeah. sorry, guys. Oh, Spartacus okay. finally that's kills okay. Glover. That's no, okay. <laughs> so he finally, you know, he gets, so we, we jump a little bit ahead. Yes. Right? And we're in the, the, the villa now, and in the Ludus area, like down on the sand. And they're, you know, Spartacus is fighting. All his men are fighting. They're obviously overwhelming the Romans. Right. And Glover and him, they're having this intense little battle off to the side. He, they're slicing and dicing each other. And obviously, Glober is so much more bloodied than Spartacus is. Spartacus is just dirty. Right. Well, of course. I mean, but what I love is that it was them two duking it out. I would have hated for anybody else to have that fight scene with Glaber at the end because Spartacus needed his vengeance. Oh, but yeah. I love that the women were handling their own sex. It was over there. Navy was over there. Neither of them died. And so hopefully we'll see more of uh, them next season. But everybody was holding their own. Gannicus and Agron. Everybody was just yeah, going everybody. in while Spartacus had his final opportunity to get Glaber. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And and that that was a great fight scene too. It was it was a little bit shorter with them two fighting. It was. I thought but, it was going to be a lot more prolonged. But it was good. It was satisfying. I enjoyed it, and I did not imagine that they they would have gotten to that point. And I like the exchange of words right at the end. Of course, it wouldn't it be a fight him. scene without a dialogue between yeah. the two. Yeah, <laughs> you exactly. know, Spartacus. <laughs> and, and right when see, I actually thought that Glauber was going to make it out of there until Spartacus retorted back with you know no i'm a free man i'm not a slave yes he I'm said he wouldn't man. die at the hand of a slave yes and, and it, i love that he corrected him yes and when he did i knew it was over for globber right then yeah and i think globber knew it was over for himself too absolutely but i love that he made him bow down in front of all of spartacus's army and so and and, and kill him right there in front and bow down yeah. as if he was the slave in that moment that's right and he you know he had done that that was an allusion to the first season right when he kept telling him you know uh, globber kept telling him you need a bow before me because yep. i'm a roman and you're a slave now and finally he he's there he's in that position and what happens spartacus takes the gladius and just impales him in the mouth man oh Through my the gosh. that was probably the, one of the goriest scenes for for a male and we see the blood flow and, up and we see all the blood coming out of his mouth and i didn't think i thought he was gonna chop off his head but i guess we had a lot of head chopping yeah there was a around. lot of choppage yeah. in this episode <laughs> so he actually he just he kept his whole head intact and he just impaled him in the mouth into his throat and uh, that was a great scene gone but Back to the point that I was saying, which I I mentioned earlier about whose face did he see when he yes, killed Glaber? That's right, Sora. Exactly, that's the woman that he loves. And so, unfortunately, he wasn't thinking about Mira this episode. Nope. He was like, "Deuces, see ya." You know, could yeah. like he just was on to the next. He was so still, removed. He was still <laughs> ready to fight his vengeance for the life of his woman. And I love that because I love how in love he is with her because you mentioned last time that 
he would never love another woman again, that's that she right. told him that. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't. He did not give Mira his heart. And that's why we got to see these flashes of her. And I love that she was introduced and we get a little piece of her again. every single episode. I yeah, know, I like that too. I want her to be in in more dream sequences coming up. And then I, I really don't know how Spartacus, Spartacus is going to find another woman. Like who's going to fill the shoes that Mira had or Sora? No, Mira no one was can. so beautiful. And I loved that she became his right-hand woman. I just really, really respected her and her training, Katrina Law's training that she went through in order to prepare for this role. And so I'm really excited to see where she goes on next from this. Now that she's been killed off, maybe we'll see her in some of his dreams. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but we knew the entire time that she didn't have his heart and that his wife always did. Yeah, you're absolutely right. But he so. got his vengeance. We're uh, we uh, we're gonna let's go ahead and move on to the favorite quotes now because we're running a little short on time. Yeah, well, maybe we should take a commercial break that? really quick, and then we'll do our quotes so cool. that way they can get a little breaky break. Very they well. They can go grab something to drink real quick. <laughs> After Buzz TV. Hi, I was once like you, a lazy, angry loner whose only joy was watching TV and surfing the net. And, like you, after I'd see one of my favorite TV shows, I'd be so excited and have so many questions that I'd actually have to talk to my douchebag co-workers about it at the water cooler. Then, I discovered AfterBuzzTV.com. AfterBuzzTV produces after-show webcasts and podcasts for TV series of all kinds, like post-game wrap-up shows for all your favorite TV shows. AfterBuzz TV hosts are industry insiders who break down episodes of shows, take calls from fans, and interview cast and crew from each series with over 60 different after shows from Boardwalk Empire to American Idol to Vampire Diaries to Real Housewives and more. Now, after a night of TV, I can ignore my stupid co-workers, who I hate, and go straight to my desk and watch or listen to all my favorite AfterBuzz TV after shows and have all the TV fan interaction I need. Thank you, AfterBuzz TV. AfterBuzz TV. What do you want to buzz about? And we are back. We have some quotes for you guys that really stood out to us. We hope they stood out to you as well because they penetrated us. But my first Ooh, quote that is dirty. Didn't it sound kind of dirty? That's what she said. <laughs> you were the man that led us to her death. At least she claimed her as a warrior. And that is what the German had said to Spartacus when he started attacking him for mm. having killed Mira or supposedly he blamed him for having killed Mira. But yes. really, it was Spartacus's fault. But I loved that the end was that she claimed hers as a warrior. Yeah. So that was paying tribute to Mira because I felt like that was so symbolic of her training, her fighting and this progression that we see in her life and the strength that she had at the very end. She was a warrior. She died as a warrior. She did. She was a great archer. She and was. We I, always I see her throwing, <laughs> throwing and getting these arrows in every single situation. Yeah. She gets everybody out of problems. At least every episode, we see that arrow saving somebody's life. Yeah, yeah, true that. We just finished dining on the most succulent lamb. If you have luck, there may be a few scraps left. <laughs> <laughs> and that was Asher telling uh, the Roman commander to go back and get some food. You know, just like rubbing it in his face that he's like the, the favored dog. Oh my right? gosh, of course. Leave it to Asher. Uh, we sit here waiting to die, and he tends the freaking weeds. Uh, that was the German saying that about Spartacus, tending the weeds, which I kind of felt like that with the Germans as well, was that Spartacus was more of a lover than a fighter this season. And as as, as lethal as he is, yes. I felt like he was just very soft-hearted, and that was kind of a quote that I feel like symbolized that. Mm-hmm. 
Good point. Seize tongue and open fucking ears. <laughs> <laughs> we all know what that means. <laughs> yes. And that, that was Crixus uh, telling that to the other Germans to be quiet and listen to Spartacus talking. Well, I have a curse word, too, um, uh, that unfortunately <laughs> is in my quote that I don't know. Oh, yeah. I guess I can say poop instead of it, but it won't sound as good. No. A few not. more weeks and your heir will be born in a house tainted with blood and shit. Yes. So that was Alithia trying to get out of having the baby there. She wanted to go to Rome. Yeah. But it's just the way that they use these words and the way that they express themselves. It's just so graphic. And, and I just it love is. that I can visualize everything that they say. It's good. And I enjoy it. Man. Yeah, I as well. Such an animal never greets the afterlife absent desperate blood. Ooh, which one was that? I, you know what? I forgot exactly who said this. this oh, this was Globber. I, I was like, is this Asher or Globber talking? But I remember it was Globber after he learns that there's that desperate beast, you know, behind yes. Spartacus's eyes from Asher's mouth. Yes, totally. And, uh, and he definitely let Globber know that. And I think that was also to inflict fear in Globber to make him rush it even more yeah. to, to get ready and prepared for the battle. He's a servant forever seeking the heat of power and position. And this was in the situation, talking about Asher once again, a, a fan favorite. We all love Asher. But this was um, Alithia trying to plot and get Glaber to betray and turn on Asher. Ah, yes. This and you know, I'm, 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 yes. A, I'm a huge fan of their scheming. So mm, yeah. <laughs> had to write that quote down. <clears throat> I have been fortunate to seize opportunity. The Romans seem mad. And that was Spartacus saying that every time he has these, you know, brilliant, bold plans, and they're always ones that are crazy that the Romans never expect. And that's how he's able to pull this off and win all these battles. Mm, that's a good one. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, it won't erase the memory of my cock inside her. Ooh, now, this was, was a quote one. I wrote down because I didn't like it, yeah. but it was still good because it stayed true to Asher's character. And you had mentioned earlier when we were talking about it, when he had her head and he's still talking mess the entire time, yeah. even before he dies. And I just was, oh, that really, really affected me. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. And I can't, you know. I, I believe that he would have been saying stuff like that to the end, and that's it stayed true to his exactly, character. Exactly, so definitely. It, it's a good thing it happened, but, you know, of and course... And you see Crix's cringe when he said it. Everybody cringed. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, I must deliver a message to Glober. Your head would serve equal purpose. <laughs> that was an exchange between Asher and Crixus. Yes, I remember that too. And that that penetrated me as well. Once again, penetrated me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, who I'm very saddened by is Animaeus passing. So I have a quote from him. When signal comes, death shall quickly follow. Yes. And I just love that he, once again, we keep saying stayed true to character. He is a leader. And so this is him preparing them for battle, letting them know that when it's our time, we are going to fight even till the death. You were right. It is not easy to a task to clear a man's head from his shoulders in a single blow. Oh, that was a good that one. That was a good one. That was from Navia's mouth. That was a really good one. Regarding taking Asher's head away from his shoulders. There was one that Animaeus said that I wanted to give him credit for again. Because um, do you remember when he said um, it was something about, um, shoot, he was talking to them and saying uh, something about like a true warrior fights no matter if he's harmed or not. 
Yes, I did. Did I you think, write that one no, down? No, I thought you were going to write that one down. I thought I was too. Well, that's, that's okay. <laughs> that was that was a good quote. I, you know, maybe one of our fans out there can tweet it at us or something, or you know. Oh yeah, if it. you guys, if you guys tweeted us, tweeted us at AfterBuzz TV or at Spicy underscore Mati or at the Sean Overman as well. Yeah, and it's not too late. You guys can call in right now four two four two five six seventeen twenty nine. If you guys want to chat with us for a few minutes, you know, on this last finale discussion, that would be awesome. It would be super cool. And a uh, last quote that I have is. The Roman finally learns his place. Mm. And that was where Spartacus was making Glauber kneel when he had his blade in his side. <laughs> I love that when we say the quotes, we have to say it like them. Yeah, <laughs> you have to. It's poetic. And then my last one is Alithia to Lucretia, or Lucretia to Alithia, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. saying that there's no one left to come between us. Yeah. At that moment, I knew some stuff was about to pop off. That's right. Or <laughs> I pop knew. Out. Or pop out. Yeah, uh-huh. that's funny. Uh, but I, that was that one. I was just like, oh my god, what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. So now let's go ahead and do our shout outs. Yes, and we have a lot of fans that we love to death that have been tweeting at us and leaving comments on our YouTube page. We greatly appreciate that. What we would love even more is if you guys to download us on iTunes and comment there as well because we check them everywhere. Yes, we do, but especially the iTunes so that that way we can know exactly what you guys want to hear from us, what you loved, what you hated, any suggestions that you have. It's a great form of communication. Sean and I love this show and we love to hear from fans like you guys as well so tweet and rate us on itunes yep absolutely and uh if you guys you know uh, taking itunes with you you know just go ahead and like download it into your ipod you know like if you guys are working out and you guys are big spartacus fans listen to it while you're working out while you're jogging while you're doing your gladiator yeah, workout be sure to comment <laughs> on us man um i have some shout outs uh for a couple of fans do you have any in particular yeah, I do. I have uh, a couple. I might have the same ones as you because I love that you guys always tweet at us together so that we know what's going on and what you guys loved. And so if we have the same ones, I'll just back you up on okay. the shout outs. I got uh, Dark Violet 22 here and she commented on our last uh, YouTube channel video. I just discovered this show and I have to say I totally love it. It's genuinely nice to hear, um, to have a place to go to analyze episodes and show our appreciation of the show. I'm so glad that somebody else is obsessed with Spartacus as I am. Keep up the good work. P.S. I predict Animaeus, Glauber, and Mira uh, are going to die this next episode. Maybe Alithia too, but I really hope not. Oh, sounds so like she was, some of the predictions are right. She was, yeah, she was right on with some of those predictions. So thank you for uh, commenting that, and Dark Violet. Speaking of Animaeus, um, I did write that quote down. I just found it right now. Oh. A man is never too weak or too wounded to fight if the cause is greater than his own life. I like that one. That one's my favorite this episode. That one is. I'm good. happy that I found it. Good Excellent. job on my iPad notes. Excellent. <laughs> uh, I got uh, Crow boy you know thanks Crow to him boy. again for following us but i need to call this guy out because he must have saw the episode or something he early was too dead on he, his prediction he was and you know what that's that's cool you know thank you for commenting and everything. <laughs> but come on man you spoiler alert that Crow was, boy that was total spoiler Crow alert. boy 82 tweeted at us and he left a comment on our youtube page which we greatly appreciate your comments Crow boy but he also told us that Alithia was going to have the baby. Lucretia was going to steal it and take it over the cliff with her to meet her husband in her afterlife. That, that was, was too so, dead on. So specific. So when he said that and we start to see it happening, we're like, ah, oh, he must have seen this episode already or yeah. saw he heard something. There's no way for him to know that. He did. He did. Uh, another person I got to shout out to the Woody man. 
Uh, I only let's see. Oh, he he got mad because I was saying that everybody got cru- got crucified in the in history, and now, oh, don't talk about history, Sean, because <laughs> I'm spoiling it for him. Woody man, I have to apologize because actually I was referring not to history but to the 1960 movie with Kirk Douglas, and that's what happened in the end of that because you know it's a what, three hour movie, right? right? Everybody gets their comeuppings. It's a tragedy, so that's not necessarily the way that this is going to come out. Who knows what's going to happen next season? I'm sure it's going to be a tragedy, but we don't exactly know what's going to happen. You don't have to read history. I did. And I didn't give any spoilers on what's going to happen. They, I just said crucified because people always get crucified. Well, in Rome. I love That's that it. you give us a history report, too, because then you can make reference to what is true and really happened. Because I remember yeah. when the vine scene was going on, you were like, they really did come down on the vines. That was they actually did. in history. So I love being able to make that reference back and forth. Yeah. yeah. I would definitely think it's good stuff. And uh, the last person I got, uh, Jaden's playlist. Thank you for your comments on YouTube. Really appreciate it. We're kind of running short on time, so let's go ahead and move over to your. Uh, I just want to give Boy underscore Marvel and of course MG Universe a shout out. Those guys are awesome. Thank you guys for following us and for tuning in to us and making sure that you guys leave comments for us and tweeting at us. MG Universe, you always have great input. Thank you very much. We have enjoyed doing this entire season and you being a part of it afterwards. We get a tweet from him every single episode. That guy's awesome. He has been consistently and 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 just definitely a true Spartacus fan. Yeah. Like, and- Every single he makes predictions with us. He, he does. lets us know his opinions on the show. Mm-hmm. And I love that. And he tweets at the the cast too. He tweets it tweets at Stephen S. Knight, and they respond to him as well. So he's he's very interactive out there on Twitter. So good for him. MG Universe, we're gonna miss you, at least until Spartacus season three comes back. And let's <laughs> let's go ahead and move into news and gossip. And that's yes. a cue, cue to Phil to bring up those pictures I sent. News but, and gossip. But I can start talking about my tweets. TV news. So, uh, tweet I got. Uh, so, up there in the Twitter sphere, uh, earlier in today, land. yeah, in Tweetland, uh, Dan F, uh, who we know as Agron, Dan Farragel, that's Agron on the show. I'm following him on Twitter, and uh, we all know and love him. Uh, he tweeted that there hasn't been this much anticipation for a show since Who Shot Mr. Burns on The Simpsons. Oh! (laughs) And he said, this is really entertaining, he said, if you watch it again, you'll see it was Asher, not Maggie. It was Asher, not Maggie. <laughs> it was Asher that shot Mr. Burns. He's saying he's been oh. good. Yeah. He's saying that that's how sly that's Asher is. That's a good is. one. Yeah. That's a good one. Very entertaining. Good one. Okay, so up here on the screen, I have a couple shots. Um, this is actually um, who we know as Navia. Right. Um, Cynthia uh, Adai Robinson. And she's actually uh, featured here in this table book that's actually being sold uh, to uh, TJ Robbins, I think, is the guy who's, who's he's the photographer. And uh, he actually, uh, he directed the last episode, Monsters. Oh, yeah. wow. So he's also a photographer, too. And he took the, this shot here of Navia. And uh, it's it's to go ahead and promote, I think it's, uh, it's, it's on my next photo. But it's to help get funds for, like, cancer research or something. It's oh really great. Yeah. And then there's... There, there's uh, Mira, a.k.a. Katrina Law. Oh, she, Katrina looks a little different right there. That She looks oh, yeah. vampire-esque in that photo. A little bit. Yeah, you know, a they're... little gothic in that photo. So I guess it's a table book. You know, you go ahead and buy it and you keep it there on your coffee table or whatever. So when your guests are over, they can peruse through I it. Like, I like, I would definitely make a purchase of this. Oh, yeah. And so, like, you know, peruse the beautiful women of Spartacus in there. I wonder who else is in there, It's kind of like like how football teams do, like the Raider girls or oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> San Diego Charger girls. That's exactly it. This is the Spartacus girls. And it's the name of the book is called In the Tub. So if you 
you guys want to go ahead and research it and you know like bing it then you guys can find um the the book and then you can purchase it and all the proceeds go towards breast cancer research that's it so I'm sure and this is Alithia right here. That's Alithia, um, aka. And we get to see them with a little bit of makeup on in these photos yeah. too, because you oh. know, we always see Navia without makeup on mm-hmm. and Katrina Law without makeup on. But uh, I like that we get to see you know a little bit of lipstick and eyeshadow and eyeliner here. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit of conventional stuff yes. right here. So there's uh, there's Viva Bianca and uh, she looks you know ravishing as usual. And there she is in a in a in a dirty looking tub, but this is you know this and you is know she would cause. never like bathe in that on the show. No, no, she would be bathing in milk and yogurt. Right. <laughs> so, um, also back to Twitter stuff. A fan asked, um, let's see, oh he a fan asked Dan Farragel, aka Agron, Agron, um, if they should they wanted to do a drinking game for Sparty tonight for the finale. Oh wow, and that's what, cool. Yeah, and they said what should they do? And he said drink when you see CGI blood or when fights slow down have fun in hospital oh <laughs> great stuff we should have played that game too yeah we should have We should have oh. been taking shots this whole episode we would have been sloshed on the air phil would that have been allowed <laughs> <laughs> we'll <would've>... never know <laughs> darn it we should have brought it also our beloved creator steven Eston knight tweeted in a reply you know what though fan. here i know you got some uh, great news oh, yeah. we, we should do like a, a reunion episode and you guys can do that you know oh, I mean? we can drink while we watch it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we'll do one season reunion episode. That sounds good. That I'm sounds down. Good. It could be I'll do pre- the entire episode drunk. It could be a preseason, like right before season yes, three starts. I that love that. Awesome. <laughs> I get excited. way too excited over here throwing Ooh. cords around. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so our beloved creator, Stephen Eston Knight, he tweeted in reply to a fan asking what kind of theme they should have for dinner to celebrate the Spartacus finale. And he said, bring lots of wine. Bring lots of wine. To symbolize the blood, I'm <laughs> yes. sure. Yes. So true. There was a lot of blood this episode. And oh. they told us the last two episodes are going to be enough blood for an entire season. Yeah. And it really was intense. It was tons of fighting. We loved it. Very loved enjoyable. Loved it to death, literally. I, I sure did, too. Uh, yesterday, uh, Stephen Estenite, he tweeted, Again, Spartacus uh, views on power and conflict will definitely evolve next season. War is truly going to be hell. And he did this in the pound or hashtag Spartacus chat room. Oh, wow. Which is pretty interesting. So Spartacus is going to be changing. And we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit more in predictions. Okay. I'm, gosh, I'm nervous. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, again, Stephen S. Knight, another tweet from him. Uh, he had favorite quotes this season, too, like us, of course, because he writes this stuff. Come on. So anyway. He memorized. His favorite quote is from Clobber to Alithia saying, a monster roughly hewn by unfortunate events and given breath by necessity. Mm, that was a good one. That was where Glauber transformed and Alithia at the same time yes. into monsters. And we keep saying we loved that last episode. Mm-hmm. The bloody love scene, amazing. And he actually talks about that a little bit here too. Uh, let me see if I can find the tweet. Well, let's just go down the line and we'll find it. So, um... Many, oh yeah, this is the next one. So many favorite moments this season. This was a, a tweet from Stephen Knight. He said, but holy shit, Sepia getting the Kurosawa treatment is high on the list. So good. So, so good. I think the last episode was my favorite episode more than this last episode, actually. I like both of them. Really? I, I really enjoyed both, I think. And I don't even know what Kurosawa is. Phil, do you know what that is? Well, I'm going to go on with my news, but if you, no can idea. Find, <laughs> if you can find what that is, that would be interesting. Uh, another tweet from Steven. Uh, watching the finale with 150 of my closest friends at an undisclosed location in L.A. Hint. He's here. Hint. It's not my house. <laughs> that's what he said yesterday. I wonder where it could be. Yeah, that's what he 
you said yesterday. But that's so pretty cool, 150. Oh, wait. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, are you saying uh, Kurosawa? Yeah, Kurosawa. Uh, oh, he's a huge fi- um, Asian film director. Oh, okay. So it's, it's huge, just like huge. Bloody... You got to look him up. Oh, okay, I'll look him up later on. So is that does that conclude our tweet? I got one more tweet to go. Um, he said, or Stephen tonight said this: If I had to be killed during Roman times, I'd prefer death by orgy. Ooh, Ooh I like that. Dang, I think I have to agree with him on that one. <laughs> I agree too, and I actually tweeted back at him. I retweeted that quote, and I put, "I heartily agree." Well, you know, in history, <laughs> orgies used to be uh, for religion, like for religious reasons, oh. and now we've turned them into just fun. But <laughs> oh. <laughs> it used to, it used to, and that that is a true fact. But uh, I love that he put that out there. That's so funny. That yeah. stays true to his personality. <laughs> yeah, absolutely hilarious stuff, and you know. Thank you, Stephen, tonight for, you know, being so active on Twitter and giving us such entertaining stuff. I feel like we have a relationship with him. We've been very connected through Twitter with him. Me too. Oh, did you mention last time about Mistresses, the show? I don't think so, actually. Well, our fans who miss Varinius, that is Brett Tucker, he is going to be on a TV show called Mistresses by ABC. Oh. And this is going to be pretty cool because guess who he gets to work with? Jason George. And Jason George is um, from Grey's Anatomy. And so this is pretty cool because he also gets to be the husband of Melissa Milano. Oh, so this guy's mistresses, lucky. yeah, that's that's pretty cool. You get somebody from Grey's Anatomy yeah. and uh, Alyssa Milano. Come on, how hot is she? Very nice. You're going from getting you know sepia and being able to be with uh, Katrina Law, yeah. and you know, I mean, come on now, now you get to be with Alyssa Milano. Spartacus is just propelling everybody's careers. It is because these people really did not have a lot of work in America before, mm-hmm. and now that they've done this show, they're doing all kinds of things. They're in high demand, right? Before it was just uh, what Austrian stuff, right? Australian, New Zealand, yeah, Australian. Australian and Kiwi stuff. Um, well, also too, since you brought up um, Stephen, we got to mention that he was in an article by uh, TVGuide.com. You guys can check it out there. It's called Bring On Bruce Lee, and they interviewed the Spartacus cast and asked them if they could have a weapon in the arena. What would it be? And then also if they could have a sidekick, mm-hmm. who would be their sidekick? And so Stephen had said that he would have uh, a spear and that he would also have a sidekick as Bruce Lee. Oh, so that would be very cool. <laughs> you could have any gladiator, and he chooses Bruce Lee. And so, also some cool ones was um, Liam McIntyre. Uh, he said that he would just have a bigger, a stronger guy as his weapon. I saw that. That yeah, was hilarious. and Arnold Schwarzenegger as his partner. Very nice. And then Lucy Lawless, she got deep with hers and said she would just have a fabulous weapon like in Drive, and that she would have like uh, a hammer. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, okay, I like that. And then she would have Marissa Jarrett from Hairspray as her. Okay. I was like, okay, I see you, Lucy. I, I don't know where you're going with that. Right I don't know on. if you would make it. <laughs> but okay. And then uh, uh, Crixus, uh, Manu Bennett, said that his weapon would be Navia. Ooh. And that um, that would be uh, his his weapon and that his Spartacus would be his uh, partner in crime. Very so cool. I love that. I love that he chose Navy and Spartacus. They're actually going to have three people there. Yes. <laughs> And then also Leah McIntyre did an interview before the season finale on for AccessHollywood.com. Mm-hmm. And he kind of gave us a little tidbit about what this episode would be about because he hadn't even seen it. So he taped it and hadn't seen it until tonight. Uh. And so he was just saying that 
we're going to be sad because we're going to lose some of the characters, but that we're going to still be in love with the episode. Very good. Yeah, so we have positive things to say, even though there was some negative stuff going on in the episode. And we were. We were saddened. But uh, unfortunately, this is our season finale for After Buzz, Spartacus Vengeance, as well as the season finale for the actual show, Spartacus Vengeance. your After Buzz TV predictions. So sad. So what do we foresee happening next season? Oh, well, obviously, Rome is going to be angered now. And we're going to have legions coming after Spartacus and all of his slaves. Now, of course, it only looks like there's a few slaves out there with Spartacus, maybe maybe a hundred or so or a couple hundred. But, uh, you know, in it, historically, there's supposed to be like thousands right. with him. There's supposed to be a lot more. So he's going to go around maybe getting more warriors with him. So, yeah, I think that's going to happen. And he's going to go out, you know, throughout the Roman countryside, freeing other slaves, you know, decapitating other <laughs> more uh, decapitation dominuses and such. And uh, we're going to see him. Obviously, we're going to see him clashing with Caesar. There's going to be a new, you know, a new antagonist since we already. I'm had, excited about that. I'm really excited too. And then we're going to have Marcus Crassus, who's the richest man in Rome. Who they've mentioned a couple of times, but now he actually gets to be on the show. And we That's showed right. his photos before a couple of episodes back mm-hmm. of who these characters are going to be. Yeah, absolutely. So that's that's what I foresee happening. Um, I see Gannicus taking more of a stand with the rebels and making him a more solidified yes. you know, since since he lost his brother now. And maybe he's going to I noticed before, you know, we've talked about this. Gannicus had no path. He was always just doing things that other people wanted right. to do. And it feels like now he's getting stronger ties with the rebels. He cares more about Spartacus. You know, they had that cool handshake in this episode. I agree with you on this. I definitely see him stepping yeah. up because we've started to see a transition in, in character too. He seems like he has kind of pledged allegiance to Spartacus and one great thing that I love that the writers did was although we had lost Andy Whitfield last from last season and replaced with Liam McIntyre, they merged the two seasons together yeah. for season three, which they claim to be season two, but yeah. <laughs> the <Yeah>. prequel. <laughs> but I, I really love that they brought us Gannicus and then merged it with our with the new Spartacus and now it's one joint season now with them included you know and so i thought that was really really good that they were able to bring that back and tie that in full you know full around yeah i like that too and uh i actually see um gannicus getting more drunk oh of course (laughs) how do you feel (laughs) about that the only prediction that that i have is that i we know for sure lithia is going to come back but i just foresee uh some kind of um episode the first that we're going to see in the beginning where navia trains so that she can step up to lead the army and we're going to see saxa play a, a bigger role as well because we haven't really heard from her i think she's going to learn english so that she can communicate because she is the strongest female warrior absolutely and so I let's agree. wrap up our predictions because we have to tell you guys goodbye and we love you we love spartacus it has been amazing rocking out with you on spartacus vengeance we will be here for spartacus vengeance season three which is really season four to us whatever (laughs) whatever yeah (laughs) but we appreciate you guys follow us on twitter and tweet at us at afterbuzz tv as well and you can reach out to me let me know your thoughts and opinions i'm your girl spicy mari and you can tweet at me at spicy underscore m-a-r-i and you can tweet at me at the sean overman on twitter you can also find me on facebook you can find me wherever just go ahead and type in my name sean overman on bing and then you can find me and itunes as well download and leave your comments and thank Thank you to Phil, who's been rocking out with us this entire Spartacus Vengeance season and brought you all this great stuff with us. Thanks, guys. Thank you.
From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. Uh-huh.